0: Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of The Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of tummy team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain free and connected for the life they were meant to live. Welcome to the first episode of the Tummy Team Journey. This new podcast is really exciting for us. And for the first episode, I'm going to share my own personal story and answer some of your questions. I've shared my story many times in many different ways. And sometimes it can be hard to understand what's going to be most relevant, what people are going to get out of my story because different people hear different things that are impactful to them. So what we decided to do is put the questions out to a lot of you clients. A lot of our clients, a lot of people that have done our programs, um, that have been a part of the Tummy team have submitted questions that they wanted to ask me about my story. And that's how we're going to um, do this first episode. Most of my Podcasts are going to be me interviewing clients and asking them questions. So it just seemed like you asking me questions might be a great way to start. So, the first question that people typically ask is How did I get into this type of physical therapy? Or was I a physical therapist before I started the tummy team? And I've been a physical therapist for 23 years. The first 10 years I worked in brain injury and stroke rehab. Um, which I love. I love how the brain communicates to the body and how the body has this incredible capacity to heal even with really traumatic situations. Um, I then did home health for several years because it was really flexible when I was starting my family and having babies. And I loved how it taught me to be really practical and work with people in their home environments and in real life situations as opposed to the clinic. And then for the last 11 years, I have been doing the tummy team. And um, that wasn't a plan. It kind of organically happened from my tummy team story. So the next question that people will ask or or that I've been asked is, how did you find out or hear about diastasis recti for the first time? And most people say, oh, you probably learned about it in physical therapy school. And Maybe I did. I think they spent like two minutes on it in PT school and it didn't stick. It wasn't something that seemed really relevant um, in my training. And because I didn't do that form of physical therapy, it was off my radar. Um, I actually had had three babies and four miscarriages, five miscarriages um, before I even Understood what was going on with my own stomach. Um, and that was because my sister in law, who's also a PT, um, saw me at a family vacation uh, at Thanksgiving and I was telling her I, all of my symptoms. I was telling her that. My back was going out. My I looked pregnant when I wasn't pregnant. My um, I was having weak pelvic floor issues, like leaking when I ran and coughed and sneezed. And um, I, my low back and my mid back hurt all the time. And I just literally felt like I was falling apart and I was not ever going to feel the same. And I kind of believed that it's just, this is what happens when you've had a you know, a lot of pregnancies, um, which is kind of part of it. But um, there was a lot more going on. And she um, is more of an orthopedic physical therapist. And she looked at me, she goes, Oh, I think you have a diastasis. And as soon as she said that, I was like, Oh, I remember that term, (laughs) even though I didn't really apply it to myself. Um, And so she checked me. And she was like, Oh, my gosh, this is the worst separation I've ever felt. And she could put like two full hands into the gap between the right and left side of my abdominal wall. And um, she's like, Oh my gosh, you're going to have to have surgery. I don't think rehab can fix this. And so when I first heard about diastasis on my own body, it was a little shocking, but it was also a little bit liberating because I was grateful to have a reason that something was going on with my body. I was grateful to know like, Oh, there's some, there's, this isn't just how it is, there's actually something wrong. So that was my my initial response was, oh, I have a diagnosis, I can go and I can, I can work on fixing this now. Um, But then that quickly changed to um, this diagnosis, Nobody really knows what to do with it. I went to three different physical therapists. Everyone checked me and was like, oh my gosh, that's the worst diastasis I've ever felt. I don't think we can fix this with rehab. I went to my um, gynecologist and she also was like, I don't even know what to do with this. I'm going to send you to a surgeon. I went to a surgeon who said, well, yeah, it's really bad, but you probably need plastic surgery and it's not going to be covered by insurance. So you, um, it's going to be probably $10,000 out of pocket. And I'm like, okay, well, I have all these physical symptoms. Like my back is hurting all the time, and my SI joint goes in and out. My pubic bone is really tender. Um, My pelvic floor is really weak. I have these intestinal problems. My cycles are really wonky, and you know, my my stomach looks. bizarre. I was like, this is more than just cosmetic. And they're like, yeah, but it's actually a cosmetic surgery. And it felt wrong to me. Um, but I also didn't have any, I I went to everybody I thought knew and nobody knew. And since I didn't do this type of physical therapy at the time, I just kind of was going by the specialists around me and I started saving for surgery. Um, But then this bizarre thing happened, this really kind of cool thing, actually, I was with six of my girlfriends for like a birthday dinner. And we were talking about something. And I mentioned that I was saving for surgery, because I had a diastasis, I had a six finger wide diastasis, it was really severe, it's causing all these problems, and I was going to have to get surgery. And they started asking me questions about my symptoms. And they were all like, I have those symptoms, I have that symptom, I have this symptom. And then they were like, well, will you check me for a diastasis and since I knew how to check everybody laid down on my living room floor and of this all six of the ladies there all had a diastasis and two of them had a six finger wide diastasis just like mine and the other ones were four three fingers they were all significant separations of the abdominal wall and something clicked in my brain at that time where I was like okay either this is um normal which I knew instinctively it was not normal, either this is normal or we're all broken and we're all falling apart. And this is like an epidemic. And, um, So my girlfriends all started to panic. They were like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We can't get surgery. And they all started to research. And one of my friends specifically researched and sent back. She goes, oh, you should, there might be rehab program that you could do. You should try this. You should try that. And so then I started researching on my own to see what was even available. And at the time, this is 11 years ago, at the time, the, the number one person that came up was Julie Tupler um, in New York City. And uh, she was the only one, she's a pioneer for diastasis recti. She's the only person doing any kind of diastasis re- rehab at the time. And I started to look at what she was doing. And I talked to her on the phone. And my husband's like, I think maybe you should go to New York and find out what this is about. And I, um, and I I went and I did some training with her. And it was like, oh my goodness, this is kind of like when somebody has a stroke, there's a muscle that is no longer connected to the brain and working properly. And you have to start retraining that connection to get it back. And that's where my journey started. And I learned a lot right away. But I also realized there was so much more than um, just a few exercises, it was much more about that disconnect that was happening between how I was moving, how I was disconnected from my body, and how um, weak I was for everyday simple things, and how those symptoms were all carrying over to like, pretty much wreak havoc on my life and make me feel pretty old and falling apart. So that's kind of where it started. And the journey to figure out from that initial, oh, I have a diastasis to start working on fixing it, that was kind of a complicated journey. So people will say, like, at what point did you realize that you didn't have to have surgery? Um, I think so. As soon as I, fi- I learned about the transverse abdominus, that corset muscle that wraps around your belly and how your body has to be in a certain alignment where your pelvis and your rib cage lines up, and how that muscle activates—not in crunches, not in sit-ups—which I had been doing a lot of crunches and sit-ups because I was a collegiate athlete when I was younger, um, and I was a collegiate swimmer, and we did a lot of crunches and sit-ups, and that's how we strengthened our core. And I thought, well, that's what I need to do, but that seemed to be making things worse. So as soon as I realized that that wasn't actually the muscles that needed to close my diastasis, I stopped doing crunches, I stopped doing crossover crunches, I stopped doing all of the exercises that were pushing out on my abdominal wall. And I started just doing some belly breaths and transverse holds where I would exhale and connect to that muscle and draw in. And I did some abdominal splinting where I would pull the muscles together. And within the first three weeks, my diastasis went from a six finger separation to a three finger separation. And And that was a huge turning point. And really the biggest component was just eliminating the exercises that I was doing thinking they were helping. That was the biggest component. Once I stopped contributing to the damage, things started to get better. And I had immediately, I had hope. My back pain immediately felt better. A lot of my symptoms started getting better. Even things that I didn't even think were related um, started to get better. And that gave me a lot of hope. And then it took me a while because it was, I had a wide, deep diastasis. It took me probably another six months of being really consistent about the rehab process for my diastasis to get from a three finger to, to pretty much closed at the top and the bottom and about one and a half, two and shallow at the belly button. And I was there for a while and I, I honestly thought, this is as good as it's going to get. You know, I, I, it was really severe. All of my symptoms are better. I lost like four inches off my tummy and didn't look pregnant anymore. Um, and I I didn't have the back pain. My pelvic floor was better. Um, so many things were better. And I was like, okay, I might still have like softness at that connected tissue, but it's going to be okay. Um, and then I started swimming again um, and I started doing some other what we call tummy safe fitness activities, and I didn't check myself for a while. And then randomly I checked myself um, when I was teaching a class and it was healed. And so that last part, I'm not sure how long it took for it to close all the way, but it did close. And I think it was the functional integration component. It was time and consistency that closed that last part. So in this whole process, this was just initially just a personal journey for myself, like me kind of playing around with what works, what doesn't work, um, and doing a lot of research on um, the brain-body connection, on postural alignment, on um, a lot of different pieces. And then I um, started talking to my girlfriends, because they could tell that I was better. And so my girlfriend started asking me to help them. And then I spoke at the mom's group that I was involved in at my church. And um, I, I proceeded to check 48 women, and 47 of them had a diastasis. And I thought, oh my gosh, there are, there's a lot, of, a lot of people need help. And um, at this point, I was still doing home health. I wasn't doing the tummy team yet and um, I checked everybody and all these people are wanting my help. And so I started going to people's homes like I did with home health and seeing groups of people and helping them the way I had helped myself. And um, one of my girlfriends said to me, it's like you have a little tummy team. And that's where the name the tummy team came from. And from, from that point, it went from, oh, can you help my friend? And then it was like, Somebody said, well, why don't you rent a room here at this um, this baby wellness center and then people can come to you instead of you going to people. Again, I'm still not thinking I'm starting a PT business. I'm thinking I'm just helping people because I have a personal story and a knowledge base and I can help them. And so I, I started that way. And then I started seeing more and more people, and then I was seeing enough people doing the tummy team that I stopped home health. And then I started seeing people um that weren't close. I I would have a friend that would or a client that would say, My sister lives in Alaska or my friend lives in Colorado. Can they Skype you? And so I started doing things online, Skype, and then after a while I felt like, gosh, I'm telling a lot of people the same things everybody needs the same information to start out with and so i was like okay i'm going to film the beginning of education all the anatomy stuff what a diastasis is why you shouldn't do crunches all the stuff that i would say over and over and over again just to kind of have people watch that before they see me and then i was like okay well what do i do with each client and so then i started to f- I, I decided to film an online program that would take them week by week through uh, and then they could just Skype with me like twice instead of like 10 times and then we started another online program and then another online program and then I had another, a client that came and, wor- um, came and saw me that was a PT and then she got trained by me and then we started our own clinic and then now we have nine online programs and professional training programs for other professionals and it kind of snowballed and um, and it's been great and it all started because there was nobody to help me and there was nobody to help my friends and I started to help people and it was really rewarding and um, it's one of those things that once you see the need and you know there's a solution it's hard to not do something about it. And that's where the Tummy Team kind of all started. And that's why we do what we do. Um, one of the things, another question that people ask uh, along the way is, like, when did you start to connect all the pieces? Um, like, the if, if you've done any of our programs, or if you looked at the Tummy Team, what we do with Functional Core Rehab, which is... We look at the functional strength of the core muscles for everyday life, and as I I thought initially, the things that I needed to do for myself were just unique to me. I I realized that I was really disconnected from my core, um, and I realized that because the contributing components of that were I had had a lot of miscarriages some infertility, um, some traumatic births. I also have some sexual abuse from my childhood and I had um, some body image stuff. So I had a lot of like kind of abdominal trauma and I realized that I needed to kind of change how I thought about myself and connect to those muscles. And I really thought that that was just my personal issue but as I started to work with clients and I started to, you know, massage their abdominal wall or even put my hands on their tummy to check them and they start to cry or they start to um, withdraw or we, we'll say, you know, when I check somebody's stomach, it would be they either shut down or they break down. Because I started to realize that most women and even a lot of men store a lot of emotional pain um, between their core and their pelvic floor. That's, it's kind of like we hold it there. Um, and our bodies naturally withdraw from pain. And when we withdraw from pain, um, there's a decreased blood flow, decreased sensory interaction, and it's really hard to heal something you can't feel. And then you add on it how frustrated and disappointed we can be with ourselves because we didn't bounce back or because, We just don't like our tummy. We don't like the way it looks. We don't like the way we feel. We feel old and frumpy. Our clothes don't fit. And then we can just be downright mean to ourselves and to our belly specifically. Grab it and look at it and and don't touch it. And all of that negative energy really has a role in the healing process. It's very hard to heal something, nurture something back, that has such a toxic environment. So it was. It was partly my observation of myself. I'm a pretty um, introspective kind of person. A lot of self awareness, or try to. And so, but then I started to see this consistently with clients, and I think I was like, "Oh, this is a component that we have to address." Um, the other thing that I started to realize was um, when I started this process. My youngest was 18 months old, and uh, my kids are four years apart. So um, I I was kind of pulled in a lot of different directions, um, but there's a lot of bending over. There's a lot of hunching over when you're nursing, a lot of baby on the hip postures, a lot of bending over to braid hair and to do potty training and to change diapers and to pick up toys off off the floor. And I started to realize as I was trying to rehab my core, how much crunching and how much collapsing my body did just in its natural movement patterns and how I would feel like I was doing one step forward, two steps back with my rehab process. My rehab exercises would put me in a position. My life would put me in the opposite position. And I was like, I'm going nowhere. And so then I started to think, okay, how can I change what I'm doing in my daily life how I sit when I'm reading books to my kids or when I'm nursing or how I bend to over and how I squat and how I do some of the things so I'm not putting so much constant negative pressure on my tummy so it can heal, so it can kind of move forward. And then I started realizing, oh, that's actually how our body was designed. It's not for a set of exercises. It is actually for the functional integration. And they're postural muscles, so our posture is important we need to set up our body in an ideal alignment and it kind of pulled me back to some of the stuff I did in stroke and brain injury rehab where we would you had to put somebody's body in the right position for the nerves to send the right signal back up to the brain to retrain that movement pattern and so I started looking at that too in my own life and then seeing it repeated over and over again with my clients I was like oh this is another piece of the puzzle the functional integration, the posture—I um, started to see how hormones affected my my healing process and different times in my cycle, how my connective tissue felt differently. Um, and I started to see that consistently with my clients too. And I was like, "Ah, oh, there's a hom- hormonal component." Um, I started to see how. The pain that people feel that are kind of related to diastasis that I thought were just unique to myself are consistent with how our body compensates for weakness. When our core is weak, the muscles around our pelvis compensate, and that can lead to low back pain and SI and sciatica, and um, it can also pull on the pelvic floor, and how I started seeing how all of the compensation pain was a component as well, and then the additional, I think the last component that's kind of fallen into place, because it seemed so, so okay at the time, was the power through pain and what I have now termed fitness trauma component, where we, I specifically, because of the type of athlete that I was, but also our culture is very much like no pain, no gain. Everybody has pain, just power through it when I started to really realize how much powering through pain and pushing ourselves in fitness goals that weren't really matching up with our life goals, how that was impeding people's healing process, then I started to really see this holistic approach. So it wasn't like it's, it's been a process. It's been totally a journey that as I've learned things in my own body and then I've seen it consistently with clients, I start seeing, oh, this is part of this big picture. It's not just one muscle's weak and another muscle's strong and or this muscle's tight or or this muscle's traumatized. It's, it's so much more than that. Our body all works together and it has an ideal alignment where it works together. And getting people into those ideal alignments Relieves pain and gives them opportunity for the muscles to get stronger in real life thing things that they do. I think the last thing that I realized was I'm the worst PT client. I hate doing exercises three times a day. If you have me lay down on the floor to do an exercise, I might get it in once a week. Um, I. I I'm not really consistent. And so I started to really look at my life, the things that were difficult, like making the bed or folding laundry hurt my back. And I started thinking, okay, if this is something that is physically challenging enough to hurt me, it's also physically demanding enough to be something that I use as part of my rehab process. So I started getting really creative in my own self and what can I do in the car when I'm driving my kids to do soccer? What can I do when I'm brushing my teeth? What can I do in the shower? What can I do when I'm waiting for my kids um, in the bathtub? What can I do when I'm vacuuming, when I'm doing the dishes? And I started to get really creative about building um, rehab and strength into those things that we're demanding in my everyday life. And then I've implemented that into our process and our programs. So, you know, it's hard to separate my professional journey from my personal journey, because I'm like my own guinea pig. But what I find is that we're more alike than we think, that we all are struggling with a lot of the same stuff. And if we can look at it that way, there's a really cool way to help people get better. And that's what I've been doing. Um, I realized one of the questions that we, the other question that I got a lot was some of the things that I address in our rehab process are not addressed in traditional PT. And um, has it been hard for me to do things differently? Um, yes and no. Um, initially uh, it wasn't hard because I was just treating myself and I just did what I knew I needed. But when I started actually calling the Tummy Team a PT clinic, not just this thing I was doing to help my friends, um, and I was billing physical therapy and, um, you know, using this as rehab, I started to realize like, oh, there's not really a rehab code for emotional connection to the core. You know, some of the stuff we talk about holistically are not things that we were taught necessarily in PT school, but they do have scientific backing. And I just had to get to a point where I realized that it was worth it to do things differently, even if It was untraditional if it meant that people were getting better. And um, my clients' personal journeys and their success stories consistently reinforce that, yes, this is something that's needed. These are the pieces that are needed. And um, I've not seen a lot of change in the physical therapy world yet. Um, But my goal hasn't been to change the physical therapy world. My goal has been to create opportunities and a place where people can get the help that maybe they weren't getting in a traditional PT clinic and doing it in a way that people can do it at home and that every person becomes kind of really the owner of their own body and they know how what their body is saying when it's saying it's hurting or it's falling apart or it's failing in some ways. It's always just trying to communicate with us and I feel like I've spent some time learning the language that our body is communicating. And like my job now has been to like, be an interpreter for people until you have learned that language. And so that's, that's how we've done it. Um, The, the idea of this being just another PT program was never really what I thought it would be. I really just wanted to help people understand what was going on in their body, tell them that they're not crazy, that it's understandable that you feel like you're falling apart because you kind of are, but that there's hope. Your body has this incredible capacity to heal um, when you understand what it's telling you and how to respond to it. And then to offer them resources. And so that's our online programs are those resources, but we offer tons of free resources because it's scary at first. I remember... Feeling very frustrated when I first understood what was going on in my body, feeling really frustrated that all the hard work I was doing actually wasn't helping in a lot of ways. The fitness choices that I was making was making my problem worse. That was, I was very resistant to that information at first. I did not want to hear that because I was trying really hard. But I got to a point where there was no other answer. Like I had to do something differently because what I was doing wasn't working. And then once I was open to doing something differently, um, my body responded really well. Um, and so I just want to be that voice for people that they hear something different and they have hope and they know that they don't have to just live with Things just because they're common and everybody says, and even your doctor might say, oh, you need surgery, or somebody might check you and say, oh, that's really bad. Rehab won't help that. You know, I was told all those things, and I did believe them until I learned something else, and now I'm really impressed with how cool the human body is and what we're capable of and what um, healing is possible. So that's basically the story. I mean, there's lots of other pieces of my story, obviously. And I think that throughout this podcast, because I will be the person interviewing people, you'll hear more and more of my story. But it's important that you hear other people's stories too. I think that if you've heard anything in this podcast, in this episode, is that I learn as much from my clients as they learn from me, and each one of these clients has taught me something about the capacity of the body to heal and how, um, how trauma impacts us and how different people's bodies respond differently and how I've taken all of that into account when I look at ways to help you. So I'm excited for the upcoming stories and for you guys to hear more about what we do at the Tummy Team and the heart behind it. And I look forward to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body, and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically, and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow the Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support.